This message is from Pastor Ezekiel Chima of Anointed Assembly International Ministry. May God bless you as you listen to the Anointed Word of Life. Let's bow our heads as we go into the message of the day. Father, we bless you. We glorify you. We give you all the glory, all the honor, all the adoration. Father, let that word of liberation go for this morning. That the word that will flow from the throne of grace will be received from grateful minds this morning. That your word will bring forth harvest. Reposition our destinies to your glory. In Jesus' name we pray. The message is titled, Repositioning My Spirit for the Lord's Use. Repositioning My Spirit for the Lord's Use. Taking our message from the book of First Samuel, chapter 10. And I'll read from verse 1 of the book of First Samuel, chapter 10, verse 1. Then Samuel took a veil of oil and poured it upon his head and kissed him and said, Is it not because the Lord hath anointed thee? To be captain over his inheritance. When thou art departed from me today, then thou shalt find true men by wretched sepulchre in the border of the Benjamin, Alzelzar, and they will say unto thee, The asses which thou wentest to seek are found, and lo, thy father had left the care of the asses, and sorrowed for you, saying, What shall I do for my son? Then shall I go on forward from thence, and thou shalt come to the plain of Tabal, and thou shalt meet the three men going up to Bethel, one carrying three kids, and another carrying three loaves of bread, another carrying a bottle of wine. And they will salute thee, and give thee two loaves of bread, which thou shalt receive of their hands. After that, I'm in verse 5. Thou shalt come to the hill of God, where is the garrison of the Philistine, and it shall come to pass when thou art come thither to the city. Thou shalt meet a company of prophets coming down from the high place with a saltry and a tablet and a pipe and a harp before them, and thou shalt prophesy. And the Spirit of the Lord will come upon thee, and thou shalt prophesy with them, and shall be turned into another man. 7. And let it be when these signs are come unto thee, that thou do as occasion serve thee, for God is with thee. And thou shalt go down before me to Gilgal, and behold, I will come down unto thee to offer bonds offerings, and to sacrifice, sacrifice of peace offerings. Seven days shall thou tarry till I come to thee. And show thee what thou shalt do. And it was so that when he had turned his back to go from Samuel, God gave him another heart. And all these signs came to pass that day. And when they came thither to the hill, behold, a company of prophets met him. And the Spirit of God came upon him. And he prophesied among them. And it came to pass when all that knew him before time saw that behold he prophesied among the prophets then the people said one to another what is this that is come unto the son of Kish is Saul also among the prophets one of the same place answered and said but who is their father 
Therefore, he became a proverb. He saw also among the prophets. The Lord is cool. A prophet prophesied, and it came to pass that day. Hello? God decides maturity of prophecy. He prophesied, it came to pass. Same prophet prophesied again, and it took close to 20 years for that prophecy to be first. He prophesied concerning Saul, it came to pass that day. He prophesied concerning David, it took close to 20 years for David to sit on the throne. God is the owner of prophets and prophecies. Hello? He decided the appointed time for manifestations of prophecies. But the important thing is that whether it is immediate or progressive, we must stay focused in Jesus' name. So we thank the Holy Spirit for his leading, and I pray that these messages will not only heal our spirit, souls, and bodies, they will as well keep on repositioning us unto eternity in heaven at the appointed time in Jesus' name. Amen. Our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ has reasons why he wants us to have new spirits. When it was time for Saul to go, after his meeting with Prophet Samuel, the Lord granted him a new spirit. For one to walk with God, our hearts, our mind, our spirit must be repositioned to align with his spirit, his heart, and mind. First Corinthians 2 season, we say, I have the mind of Christ. He said in Philippians 2.5, Let this mind be in you, which also in Christ Jesus. For me to walk in agreement with the Lord, I must have the mind of Christ. I cannot have another spirit if I must walk with the spirit of God. I cannot have a corrupt mind if I must walk with the mind of Christ. So it's important that I must align my spirit to the spirit of God my mind to the mind of the Lord. Heaven recognizes us as God after our Father. So if God wants to use you, what he does first of all is to renew your spirits. Before he could use Saul, he gave Saul a new spirit. When you become born again, 2 Corinthians 5.17 manifests that therefore if any man be what? In He's what? In you are blessed with a new spirit. All things have passed away. And behold, all things become what? New because you have a new spirit of Christ. You cannot be born again and remain with the old spirit. You won't make it. Because the old spirit will draw you back to the world. For God to use you, he removes the old spirit. Old spirits are tied to the things of the world. He renews you before he uses. Before he uses the person. So heaven recognizes us as God's after our Father. The will of God for us is to live in the natural and the supernatural. Because we operate in the two realms, we must utilize our spiritual gifts, which our Father has graciously blessed us with. Many are unable to operate on the two realms God has empowered them to operate. And many end up like people of Job 4, verse 21. And they just die anyhow. Ignorance is a disease. Not only disease, ignorant kids. Job 4, verse 21. He said, Doth not their excellency which is in them go away? What God has put in them go away. They don't utilize it. He said, They die. Even without the wisdom God has given to them, 
even without wisdom, they die without utilizing what God has given to them. I pray that will not be our portion. Amen. I pray you will live to fulfill God's purpose in your life in Jesus' name. Amen. Our God operates in the supernatural realm. He only operates in the natural. And he wants us to operate in the same way he operates. Supernatural and natural. If you read the Bible, you see Daniel was taken up. God showed him things. While he was sitting there with the elders, Ezekiel, God took his spirit up, showed him things he needed to show him about abomination that were happening in the land. Ezekiel chapter 8. We are 17 men of Caleb in, in Israel. We are into occultic practices. Showed him to people who are worshipping the sun, the moon, and different things. John, the beloved, was caught up in the spirit, and God showed him about the book of Revelation, the end of the end time. Because he could operate in the natural and in the supernatural. Many children of God are unable to fulfill God's purpose in their lives because of their failure to activate the Spirit of God in them. We have divinely inbuilt unction and must press for spiritually towards its activation. Activating this gift and dwelling in obedience to the heavenly principles of this gift empowers one to make use of these spiritual gifts. I prophesy that by reason of this message, every dormant unction in your life will arise and shine in Jesus' name. Why do we need our spirit to be repositioned? Number one, when our spirits are repositioned, we are connected to the anointing of God. He anointed Saul. After anointing him, he began to reveal his unction upon Saul. He began to reveal God's plan and purpose for him. To so what will happen? To prepare him for the task ahead. To prepare him and remind him what God is going to use him for. He's not just ordinary person. And saw, saw those things happening that very day. He prepared Moses through the burning bush. Number two, when our spirit is positioned, it is easy for the Spirit of God in us to activate and connect us to good news. He told Saul, as you are departing from here, you will come across people that will tell you that your father has found the sheep you went to look for, the asses. And it's not worried about you. Reposition of our spirit makes it easy for the Spirit of God to connect us to good news. Number three, when our spirit is repositioned, we are connected to agents of blessings. Agents of blessings. It also, as you move forward, you will meet three men going up to Bethel. One carrying three kids, another carrying three loaves of bread, another carrying a bottle of wine. You are going to find yourself in the midst of agents of blessings. I prophesied to somebody this morning, after this service, you'll be connected to the realm of blessings. Amen. Number four, when you are spiritually repositioned, we are connected to the realm of blessings. It also, they will salute thee and give thee two loaves of bread which thou shalt receive of their hands. Esau had just gone to look for the sheep, didn't see the ass and gone home. Nobody would have recognized him. But by reason of the anointing, laying of hand of the man of God and the new spirit God gave to him, things began to work. He just realized he wasn't just an ordinary person. Number five, when the Lord repositions your spirit and your mind, his spirit surrounds one with his presence. You are led, given insight into the future through the gift of prophecy and one has access to heavenly unction. He told him after you've come to the hill of God, Across the garrison of the Philistines, he said you will meet a company of prophets. 
Number six, when your spirit is repositioned, one spirit is connected to the supernatural reign, and a new unction and utterance is usually released upon that person. Because immediately Saul came in contact with them, the spirit of the Lord came upon him, and he began to prophesy. In number seven, I will read first Samuel 10, verse 7. It's, and let it be when these signs are come unto thee that thou do as occasion serve thee, for God is with thee. When the Spirit of God comes upon you, He says, Do as you are led, for God is with you. When the Spirit of God comes upon us, repositions us, that Spirit refines us and repositions us to be like Father, like Son. We'll be like our Father. What does it mean? We begin to speak like God, act like God, reason like God, walk like God, move like God. His spirit in us empowers us to see things, hear things, feel the way he feels. Why does he have his say? Because God is with us. Because God is with us. Acts chapter 10 verse 8 says, How God anointed Jesus of the Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. And he went about doing good and healing those that were praised of the devil. Why did he do that? For God was with him. Isaiah chapter 8 verse 9 says, Take answers together, shall do what? Come to none. Speak the word, it shall not stand. For God is with us. When God is with us, it means that his spirit is with us. And if your spirit is right, it makes it easy for the things of God to prevent the way he wants to prevent our lives. If God is for you, no one can be against you. For God to be with us, his spirit must be in us. Anyone not living with the spirit of God could be likened to a moving vehicle without a brake. That vehicle is just looking for where to happen. I mean, accident is bound to happen, but they will never see you. Number eight, the spirit of God in us empowers us to wait upon him for manifestations of our blessings at the appointed time. Within us empowers us to wait upon him for manifestations of our blessings at the appointed time. He told so, and I shall go down before me to Gilgal, and behold, I will come down to thee to offer bond offering and to sacrifice sacrifices of peace offering. Seven days shall thou tarry till I come to thee and show thee what thou shalt do. You go to Gilgal. And wait for me seven days. A new spirit was upon Saul. So Saul obeyed. His spirit was upon Joseph. Joseph waited. His spirit was upon Moses. Moses kept on going to Pharaoh. Kept on going to Pharaoh. Waiting for the move of God. He will go Pharaoh and say, I don't know you. But God spoke to me to go and meet Pharaoh. What is happening? But he kept on waiting upon the Lord for the major move. Until the major move came. David waited upon the Lord. Even when the prophet had prophesied about his ascension to the throne, had died, he kept on waiting. He kept on waiting until one day happened. Even when he had the opportunity to kill the man and become the king, he kept on waiting until God did it himself. At times, we want to help God so that it will manifest quickly. Don't help God. He doesn't need your help. What he needs is your obedience and humility and faith. I can tell you, if David he had opportunity two times to kill Saul. If he had killed Saul, that battle would have continued. Because Jonathan would have said, oh, of all the things I did for you, I had the God to kill my father. Of all the love I showed you, you know it's my father. 
if you say love you couldn't have to have spared my father you kill my father they will have made jonathan the king in place of his father and jonathan is as strong as david he had what it takes to be a king so the battle will have been prolonged but because david waited upon the lord and did all did in his own time i want you to understand that god has prepared everything concerning you and he has made your blessings to manifest in his own time he has made everything beautiful in his own what? Time. Not in my time. But in his own time. Waiting is very, very important. Look at Saul waited when the spirit came upon him. Then when Price said he couldn't wait again, humility took him to that place. When God gave him his spirit, he became humble. He was promoted as a king. But pride demoted him. What prolonged blessing most time is pride. We begin to, begin to log ahead with God. Enemy steps in. That's why so many people die without achieving what God has for them. They want it their own way. Someone said, wait for me seven days at Gagar. He waited. Another time, that man, someone said, wait for me, I will come before you go to war. He couldn't wait again. He went at the sacrifice he was not supposed to do. The priest or the prophet has his work to do. The king has his own work. The king did his own work and went to do the work of a priest. He lost his anointing and blessing. When a member leaves his side and goes to the side of the man of God, he will lose his blessing. Oh, your mouth. Some of us, the speedometer of our mouth has destroyed our blessings. Some of us, our mouth, the speedometer is faster than the fastest jet on earth. You cross your line, you enter the land of the man of God, you clear. You don't know you are throwing clear bomb on your blessings. Stay where you are supposed to be as a member cross the line. Otherwise, you'll be demoted spiritually. As a pastor, say where you are supposed to be. As a minister, as a worker, as a central pastor, don't cross the line of the general overseer. The day you want to do the work of the general overseer, you will be demoted. Everything has boundary. The anointing of God flows from the head of Aaron to the beard, to the skirts. It flows from the head, the head, the general overseer, to the beard, the pastors under him, from there, to the skirts. The congregation. Saul couldn't wait. He decided to do the work of a prophet. Some of us can't wait. We want to do the work of God. We want to write our destiny. The only person that can write or write is God. For what is written is what? Written. David waited. Moses waited. Joseph waited. Foundational ingredients in waiting upon God is tolerance. Foundational ingredients. We'll be ready to tolerate. Joseph said, please, but like if you go out, tell them I didn't do anything so that they can release me. Joseph wanted to help God. If Joseph had gone out, he would have scattered God's plan for the whole world. Not only for him, for the whole world. The destiny of Joseph was pregnant with the blessings of the world. Joseph had the, was saddled with the responsibilities of releasing God's wisdom that would keep the whole world alive. Because if he didn't release that wisdom, they wouldn't have known what to do. Hunger would have crippled the whole world. But when that wisdom unfolded, the whole world came to Egypt to buy food. Be careful what you are doing because you just think that it has only to do with you alone. It does not have to do with you alone. You might not know there are five million people God is going to use you to reach out to. And you jeopardize the destinies of the people God has put on the line waiting for you. For the endless expectations of the creature waited for manifestations of the sons of God. 
there are people who are waiting for your testimony to explode so that they will break. There are people who are waiting for your testimony to explode so that they will prosper. Amen. So that they will move forward in life. Amen. If that person here will you shout hallelujah? Hallelujah! One of the ingredients, patience, tolerance, love. Love covered multitude of sins. Enemy could use somebody to provoke you out of anger. <laughs> you put yourself in your place of blessing. But when you dwell in love, you can easily overlook such provocation. Ingrid. Ingrid said, and Ingrid is humility, submission. David got angry and said, Samuel had died. This fake prophet. See now, the prophet, I'm going to be king. And Saul is pursuing everywhere. No prophet to tell me what to do. He humbled himself and believed in that prophecy. Obedience is a key. You must keep the heart in peace. Ingredient, compassion. Ingredient, faith. I'm telling you, the thing that cooks the soup of strength of God. If you need the strength of God, you have to have these things. He said, those that wait upon the Lord shall renew their what? They shall not faint. They shall fly like eagles. Eagles do not faint. They fly. Eagles do not walk. They fly. Eagles do not fly at the same level where other bears fly. Fly high above other birds. No birds can get to the level where they fly. God has given you the best. You will fly. You will not walk. You will fly. You will not faint. You will fly. You will never be weary. When the spirit of pride possessed Saul, he lost out of God's plan for him. I prophesy this one. You will never lose out of God's plan for your destiny. Number nine. For you to walk with God, you need a new spirit or a new heart. First Samuel 10 9. He said, and it was so that when he had turned his back to go from somewhere, God gave him another heart. And all these signs came to pass that day. God gave him another heart, a new spirit. A new spirit that is no longer interested with things of the world. A new spirit that we focus will be on things of God. Because the spirit most of all came into this world. We met Adamic nature. We grew in different ways. Spirit has been polluted. So many things have happened. That's why when you give your life to Christ, He gives you a new spirit again. Therefore, if any man be Christ, He's a new creature. He recreates you with His spirit so that you can walk with the things of the supernatural. The old man cannot walk in the supernatural. Positive supernatural. I'm not talking about negative. Even when King David was giving charge to his son Solomon, look at First Chronicles. I'm reading from First Chronicles chapter 20. Verse 9. He said, Thou Solomon, my son, know that the God of thy father, and serve him with a perfect heart and with a willing mind. If you are willing and what? Obedience. Serve him with a perfect mind and with a willing mind. For the Lord searches all hearts and understandeth all the imagination of the thoughts. If thou seek him, he will be fine of thee. But if thou forsake him, he will cast thee off forever. King David was telling his son, <laughs> it's a man affair. It's a mind affair. That is the key of my survival in my relationship with God. If you want to survive on this throne, your mind, your heart for Jesus, your spirit for Christ. No, no other way. Look at Ezekiel chapter 36 from verse 25. Ezekiel chapter 36 verse 25. Then will I sprinkle clean water upon you and you shall be clean from your fitness and from all your idols will I cleanse you. There are a lot of things natural mind is interested in. You are the lies. Some people, their vehicle is the idol. 
Some people, their wives. Some people, their children. Some people, their money is the idol. He said, I will cleanse you from those idols. Not only people who go to a native doctor. That thing that you hold in highest. Some people, the cream. The rub is the idol. They can spend one hour rubbing cream and bathing and come late to church. Some people, they start their work. It doesn't start in the morning. Church has finished that day. Not going to church. Because they can't enter taxi or bus to church. Or they can't spend money to charter vehicle. No, I have budgeted this money. You must show God that that money he gave it to you so, to praise you. So even if I spend 10,000, 5,000, 3,000 charging a vehicle, me and my family will do that. Vehicle will not stop me. When one child is sick, everybody don't go to church. Somebody can take care of the child. And the rest go to church. 26. A new heart also will I give you and a new spirit. Are you seeing that? Will I put within you? And I'll take away the stony heart out of your flesh. And I'll give you an heart of flesh. And I'll put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my status. And you shall keep my judgment and do them. When he gives you a new spirit, what happens? And you shall dwell in the land that I give to your fathers. And you shall be my people. And I'll be your God. The canker woman, the enemy has taking from you everything, he will cause restoration. I will also save you from all your uncleanness and will call for the corn. I will increase it and lay no famine upon you. It will come the person's word. First Samuel chapter 10 verse 9. And when he turned his back to go from Samuel, God gave him another heart. And all these signs came to pass that day. All these signs came to pass because God proved to him that he's giving a new spirit. And what happened? Eventually, he came to a place that had to ask, it's all amongst the prophets. It's all amongst the prophets. When God repositioned his spirit in you, he began to operate in the two realms, the natural and the supernatural. The spirit of God announces one and repositions one unto his divine destiny. People begin to ask, ah, it's all amongst the prophets. I prophesy that his spirit will announce somebody today. And reposition you in Jesus' name. Amen. Why did God release his unction and his new heart upon Saul? When he needed to rewrite Saul's destiny. He needed so many things have been corrupted, have been tampered with. Many destinies all over the world need to be rewritten and brought back to life. Enemy has stolen some. Enemy has killed. Enemy has destroyed. Many destinies are sick. Many destinies are stolen. Many fragmented, many rubbish by the devil. The Lord released a new spirit upon Saul, the spirit of submission, so that God's plan for Saul will manifest. Indeed, it manifested. But along the line, Saul allowed flesh, pride, to seal these blessings again. We must humble ourselves before God and before his prophet for God to rewrite and reposition our destinies. Many destinies have been called unto size. Marriages have been called unto size. Businesses have been called unto size. Health has been called unto size. Finances are no longer adding up. Global recession and poverty. Demotion, devour everywhere, all over the world. Economies of nations, people, and the world are sick. The Lord needs us to humble ourselves for the peace spirit. To take charge, heal our destinies, and reposition us into his glory in Jesus' name. Amen. We need a new spirit. We need a new heart from God. For his visions or dreams for us to manifest. Jeremiah 2911 says, For I know the thought I think towards you, said the Lord. Thought of what? Peace. And not of what? Evil. To give you what? Unexpected. His vision 
purpose for us is what is called destiny. Master plan of God's vision, plan, purpose for you on earth is called destiny. Our destiny is from God. And for us to understand the kind of destiny we are blessed with, God gives us what is called a vision. He gives us a vision. It could come through prophecy. You could be prophesied. You could be told, this is who you are going to be. Or he could show you, reveal them to you. Who you are going to be. Open your eyes, you see these things. Or it could be through your dreams. He tells you what your destiny, his vision for your life is going to look like. He reveals yourself on through dreams. Everyone has a dream and a destiny from God. Hello? We all have dreams and destinies from God. Unfortunately, many live in their dream instead of in their destinies. Many are bottled up in their dreams instead of walking in their destinies. They don't go beyond that dream and it never manifests physically. At the age of 17, the Lord showed Joseph the dream of his life. At the age of 17, the Lord showed Joseph the dream of his life. But it was at the age of 30 that Joseph stepped into his destiny. The manifestation is a destiny. The dream is what God is using to show you this is who you are going to be. The manifestation shows that this is your destiny. But there's something we must understand. And that is your destiny is bigger than your dream. The dream God will show you just to show you this is who you are going to be. But you might not know the fullness of what he has for you, your destiny. Until it manifests. Your destiny will always be bigger than your dream. The Lord showed Joseph the dream about his life. But he did not show Joseph what he will go through. Is the Lord talking to somebody this morning? That you are going through is part of your destiny. He will show you this is where I'm taking you to. But he will not show you the problem that will confront you. He will not tell you the kind of value that will come your way. You need to come back from. He will not tell you the kind of mountain and hill you will have to climb through. He will not tell you the crooked places that you have to go through. He will not tell you the rough places. But what he's showing you is enough to make you to overcome that valley. What he's showing you is to give you strength that no matter the mountain that comes, you say, no, you cannot stop. I know where I'm going to. What he shall show you is to let you know that whether the road is so crooked, he say, you, you cannot stop me. Whether it's so rough, he said, I must get to that place. You must tell yourself the truth. You must succeed before the glory will be made manifest. Kala Koma here. The Lord says he's talking to somebody this morning. Joseph had a dream at 17. But his destiny was open unto him at the age of 30. It took 13 years. Let us look at some character tests we must pass before stepping into our destiny. Character test. If you don't pass this character test, you won't step into that destiny. Number one character test we must pass through. The pride test. Pride tests. So many destinies are not revealed today because pride cut short the dreams. So they never manifested destiny God has ordained for that person. Habakkuk chapter 2, verses 2 to 3. And the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision and make it plain upon tables, that he may run and read it. For the vision is sealed for an appointed time, but at the end it shall speak and not lie. Though it tarry well for it, because it will surely come, it will not tarry. It tarried for David. David waited. It came to pass. It tarried for Joseph. Joseph waited. It came to pass. God has a dream for everyone here. You must run with that dream. He said, run with it. Run with it. Pride is a very dangerous instrument of the devil. Your pastor talks to you. You don't want to listen. Your parent talks to you. You don't want to listen. Your boss talks to you. So you don't want to listen. The vehicle of pride is very destructive. It kills destinies. 
That's why so many people do not go beyond the level of dreaming to the manifestation of destinies because pride never allows them. God's dream for your life is better than your own personal dream. People have their personal dreams. They have ideas. This is the way I want to live my life. Who told you? Did you create yourself? So when people talk to them, they don't want to listen. That thing they want to do is what is in their mind. That is not God's dream for you. That's your personal dream. Allow God to manifest his dream for you. It's better than your own personal dreams. God's destiny for us is bigger than man-made destiny. What he has for us is bigger than that thing you are going for. God didn't create anybody to be poor. If we do the right thing, wait upon Lord, money will come, breakthrough will come. But if you want man-made destiny, the court will give you, marine kingdom will give you, witches will give you, but you know where you end. You know where you end. What shall it profit you? Shall go in the whole world and lose your soul. And what shall a man give in exchange for his own soul? Go for God's destiny. Dreams from God comes when you get to know him. His original dream for you will come. Number two, don't brag about your dream. Don't brag about your dream. Your dream is a personal affair. Hello? It's what? A personal affair. Moses had an encounter, the burning bush. Did Moses tell the father-in-law when he burned back? He did. By the time he got back, he told the father-in-law, let me go and see my people, whether they are still alive, whether Pharaoh has paid them or they has killed them. He didn't tell the father-in-law that he had an encounter. He saw a bush burning. And he saw one God speaking. And the God said, I should go and deliver them. The father-in-law said, don't go. <laughs> you don't know who Pharaoh is. Don't go. The man will have destroyed God's will for him. And by the time Moses would say, I must go. If you would really have the bonus to say, I must go. The man said, no problem. But as you are going, leave my daughter and my grandchildren. Go alone. Before the man would say, no, I won't go. How can I leave my family behind? When you begin to discuss about your vision about with people, they begin to add salt and pepper. Instead of that road leading to Abuja, you'll find out that you get on the way, you just divert to Bini. Saul went to see Samuel. After seeing Samuel, he came back. Uncle said, where did you go to? He said, I went to look for the ass. And when we couldn't find it, I went to inquire from the seer. Huh? You went to see the prophet? What did he tell you? He said, he told me, don't bother, go back, your father has found the ass. But the one who said, of the matter of the kingdom, he didn't tell the uncle. If I told the uncle, the man said, eh, you said you're going to be king. Hey, praise God. We have somebody that find out will be king. Then by the time you go back, the next thing, hmm, I'm going to Odish. Odish. Can you imagine this small boy? Say he want to be king over this land. Do something. Destroy that blessing. Keep your visions to yourself. It's between you and God and the man of God who will guide your achievements. What happened to Joseph? Joseph bragged about his own. Joseph spoke to his parents and brothers. Stop talking too much about your dreams. Otherwise, pride will rubbish your dreams. You know what happened? He told them. They were already angry with him that the business they used to do, if they move around, they said 20, they could tell their father they sold only 10. You know the thing? Reproduce on the way, Abby. So the thing will reproduce. So they still count it as number. Even if they say 30, they could say as half. They are doing sharp, sharp business. When Joseph sees, Joseph will tell their father. So they hated him. Then one day, December the head, come and say, I had a dream all of you will buy before me. <laughs> they were trying to dilute that one. He came again. 
I saw where the moon sun and said, all of you bow before me. They said, okay. Firstborn, this boy is after your throne. We'll help you deal with him. Don't worry. We'll make sure he disappeared. And they made sure he disappeared. True, true. Kidnapping and selling didn't start to the There is nothing new that is under the sun. It has happened before. It happened days of Abraham Isaac and Jacob. It didn't start today. The only thing is that it's an increase now. So they waited for him. Until the day they caught him. They said, okay, let us see. You don't need to help God. Amen? God knows why Allah sent things to happen. Someone has said, oh, David will have killed Saul to become king. As if he had killed Saul, there will be a problem. It's just that let the will of God be what? Done. So what happened? They sold him. But there was a mistake they made. Even Joseph made a mistake. Joseph did not know that his dream was bigger than him. He was limiting the dream to the level of family level. His brothers and parents, they limited the dream to the level of family level. But they didn't know that it was a worldwide program of God. Some of you sitting here do not know that God has earmarked you for a worldwide program. He didn't know. Our dreams are bigger than what we think they are. Because by the time they manifest, you'll be amazed by what God has proposed for those that love him. Just so you know, that God's plan for him was for him to save the world. He didn't know that he was limiting himself by thinking that sin was just limited to his family. That they were limiting God. Those things God has told you is bigger than you think and imagine about yourself. That dream, when it manifested, became his destiny to save the world and for him to become second in command to Pharaoh the second most powerful person on earth then, because Egypt was the number one superpower then. Joseph became the second most powerful person on earth then. We must the same maturity separation in our dreams and destiny. If you cannot be humble with your dreams, you go through challenges of life in an unpleasant ways. If you cannot be humble with your dreams, you might not be humble with your destiny. Your dreams are tiny myopic ideas pictures of your life. Your dreams are tiny myopic ideas, pictures of your life. Your destiny is a broader vision of your life. When Joseph stepped into his destiny, the world came and bowed before him. Not even his family. If you begin to count the number of families that came to bow before him, you will lose count. Nation upon nation we are coming to bow before him. Those who swore that over their dead body, who thought they had destroyed him, they came and bow before him without even knowing they were bowing before that man they swore they would never bow to him without even knowing they were bowing before that man they thought they had destroyed very soon when your enemies see you they will think you are a ghost because they will have concluded that they have killed you by whatever thing they have done they have destroyed your destiny they have destroyed your marriage they have destroyed your fruitness they have destroyed your business they have destroyed your health they have destroyed whatever makes you to be a human being but the day they will see you. Harakama, haraka. And by the time you step out, you hear that triple have collapsed somewhere. Yeah. You won't even know that they're collapsing because of you. Yeah. Because they will think they have seen a ghost. If that is your portion, will you shout hallelujah? Hallelujah! Joseph had a dream. His father and mother, brothers and sisters, ridiculed it to wishful thinking. There are things that you have told your friends, your relations about you that they have written off. But when Joseph's destiny manifested, 
He towered above everyone except Pharaoh, and the world bowed before him. As the Lord hears and reposition your spirits this morning, the world will give you a standing ovation. As the anointing of God, power of God comes upon you this morning, sick destinies, sick mind, sick star visions will come alive and shine. Stand to your feet. Begin to bless the name of the Lord for the message we have had this morning. I want to give opportunity to those who have not given their life to Christ. If you're here, you're not giving your life to Christ, I want you to begin to ask the Lord for mercy this morning that you want to come back into his fold. You have heard the message this morning. And you want him to give you a new spirit, a new heart, a new mind. And for those of us who are already born again, I will know that if rapture takes place now, we might not make it. I want us to open our heart and mind and begin to talk to the Lord this morning. In all areas, we offend him, words in actions, in thoughts. Father, we ask for mercy. Cleanse us. Sprinkle your clean water upon us. Renew us. Remove every filthiness from us. As we surrender once more this morning, we surrender to your way, Lord. We surrender to your way, Lord. Sprinkle your clean water upon us. Make us to be clean from all filthiness, from all idols. Cleanse us, Lord. Grant us a new heart. For those of us who are giving our lives to you this morning, Father, we ask that you receive us into your glorious kingdom. Write our names from the book of death unto the book of life in Jesus' name. And for those of us who have amended our ways, Father, grant us a new spirit to serve in spirit and truth. Thank you, Lord, for bringing us back into the fold. In Jesus' name we pray. We thank you for listening to the Anointed Word of Life by Pastor Ezekiel Chima of Anointed Assembly International Ministry. You can reach us at number 7A, Awaniye Lemo Street, Ajawo Estate, off International Airport Road, Lagos, or anointedassembly.org. For prayer and counseling, please call 070-3668-7445. May God richly bless you.